You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. We are back in full effect, the Detroit is Different Podcast Studios. And it's cold outside, but we're going to keep it hot inside. Talking what we talk to help you all out as an independent music artist. That's where most of my experience comes from. It's Kari Frazier here representing Detroit is Different and also known as Way. Working at excellence when it comes to rapping, rhyming, cussing, and fussing. As many people know me, and I'm here with Fuck What You Heard, the podcast. You're going to hear more of me on this one than usual as we're talking about the Artist Toolkit 101 because there's many toolkits you need as an artist to do this thing, to monetize what you're doing as an artist and be taken seriously, professionally. Uncle P, how you feeling? What up, though? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sabrina, how you feeling? I'm cold. Oh, gotcha. exactly. It's it, cold it, out here in the D. Yes, exactly. She didn't. Uh, she, you were not off key as uh, Baby D was, but uh, you, you should have been off key, right in center with cold in the D. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm sitting here still with my coat on, yes. trying to knock the chill off. It's out. It's cold outside, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. I took mine off so I don't freeze when I go back out. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So, but what up, though, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Yes, yes. And we're talking about Artist Toolkit, and it's funny you mentioned It's So Cold in the D, as <sighs> that was a song that took the fuck off uh, amongst the internet. It's viral sensation when it did, and even to this day, every winter, I think, Detroit will have something connected to It's So Cold in the D. And that artist herself, as I know a lot of people that wanted to reach out to her to do different things, now whether it was... For um, comical purpose, yeah, yeah. It's like so, whether it was satire or whether it was serious, <laughs> the artist toolkit for the people that did reach out to her was not together. It was not together to take advantage of that that moment in time, you know. Um, and some of that stuff in the artist toolkit, one of the first things that any person will want is you get media, bio, and photography. But let's talk biography first. Um, I'm more old school with this, meaning that I was starting off early 2000s. So having a bio was very important. I think then I don't know how much it is now. And that's where I'm going to ask both of the anchors on this show about that. How important is having a bio now, Sabrina? What you think? It's it's definitely important. It's it's your document that summarizes who you are. Um, It doesn't have to be two and three pages long. Uh You know, people, there's uh, a difference between a short form and a long form bio. Mm -hmm. Everybody definitely needs both. Um, um, I think more so because certain people just kind of want to get the nuts and bolts, uh, the key bullet points of of who an artist is or a writer or musician is. And, you know, a little bit of your background, it doesn't always have to say, oh, I was born, I started in this at age of 12. And I get to the real meat. Unless that has some significance of uh, when you really start, like you know, a young age and that kind of stuff, a lot of the the fluff that used that used to be in bios are not needed right now. But it is very important as a snapshot as to who you are um, and tells the story more accurately. And it's an, it's controlled on a bio. Okay, and I have the I'm gonna lead in for question two after that, but I'm gonna go to Uncle P. How important is a bio today? You think? Um, bio is very important, you know, um, especially with what I do. I'm a DJ, but I also, um, run a blog site and, 
you know popular book yeah detroitrap.com thank you very much shameless plug um but you know a lot of times i'll I'll hear about an artist you know name i see it in a post someone mentioned it hashtag it you know and and i go to look for it you know and Mm -hmm. and i want to learn something about these artists um the it is very important because in my world it is probably one of the main factors whether you end up on the site or not. God damn. Yeah, that is very important as I would say the hip hop blog sphere is going to be most artists. Well, I'm saying hip hop is if everybody's hip hop, but the blog sphere for electronic music, blues, even uh, any music you're making blogging is probably going to be the first media you're going to get. Yeah. It is the first the first line of people that are willing to help you. Cause at the end of the day, we need content, mm-hmm. yep. you know, um, our, our sites, our blogs, um, are nothing without great content. And me personally, I'm not the type that likes just putting up a picture or just putting up a video and a name. Um, mm-hmm. I like providing the readers with a little bit of information you know, enough that if they want to continue to go down this rabbit hole and search more into this artist, my first introduction is a great one to let, yeah, I do want to know more or, eh, this ain't my type of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is part two with that. Sabrina, I'm coming back to you. Uh, knowing bios, and I've had a lot of bios over the years, and I paid for a couple of different writers to write them and everything. What type of bio uh, should an artist be looking for? Is that dependent on the music they make, on the style, where they're at in their career? And when I say that, I mean, do you like the the narrative, like the storytelling bio? Like, you know, on a cold night on Seven Mile, this one artist was thinking about what to craft. Or is it just like more so the, the raw fundamentals, rapping for five years, two mixtapes released? What should an artist be, you know, what what would craft that bio when it comes to just the the content of it? Well, you know what? It's all relative. Everybody's different. Um, some people do want to get in storytelling to mm. paint a, a picture, and that's always nice. Too. Is that dependent upon the style of music they make? And how I think music it does. Is? It does. Um depend. I think um, I think a lot. Your bio is an extension of the personality. Like, Young Thug would probably not come off with something that's so fairy tale-ish. You know what I mean? Storytellish. He might. It just might be just a couple lines of intro to grab your attention, and then we're getting into the facts. But someone that, um, Is you a know, little bit more eccentric, like, I, I'm going back in time right here, because this is the eccentric artist that comes to mind, even though last night she's less eccentric now. But when Lady Gaga first came out, right, it was... A lot of spectacle around, and Lady you Gaga. need to paint the picture, and you need in to put bio. people in the feeling of, in the spirit of this unique personality that you're trying to describe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that those first few lines, you don't want to get too fluffy because then you'll lose people. But you want to, you want to have some, some, uh, uh, um, a really great intro. Mm. And whenever I, this is why I don't write bios anymore. <laughs> because I um when you when you're up against the deadline and you've gotta tap into that creative juice and it's just not flowing, 
you're still running against time. So I, I, I don't like writing on the spot like that. But I say this to say a really great intro. You should take your time to to come up with something that's going to get them wanting to, to jump in a bit more and read on. But you don't want to get them lost in too much of these, you know, crazy plays on words and, you know, all the, just get in, get out. Uh, but keep them intrigued and tell your story the best way that you can that fits the feeling of who you are as an artist. Now, you have the unique experience of actually working on behalf of, in many capacities, with labels. So you've seen a number of bios. Mm-hmm. Uh, any that stood out, and then if they did stand out, and what, would, what made them stand out? Well, the ones that stood out to me, I would say... Um, there were some artists that just didn't have any, like Prince. You know, there was a bio not necessarily written on him, but it was a bio written on the project, right? There are different bios that are just telling you what the project is about and what went into the project. The um, And then those that, um, I would say the first one was a, actually, she was indie, the most, the, the, the um, Anna Diaz, when okay. she first came out, mm-hmm. um, she was an indie artist that was here from Sweden. Yeah, hers her was well designed. It wasn't just black words on colored paper or white paper. It they decide they kind of brought her bio and stuff out in in just it was just graphically designed well, and it made me want to flip. And as a matter of fact, I think it was a two pager. But um, it it just kind of depends on on the artist. I can't say out. I can't say that there's any major artists that I've worked that just had really stunning bios that were, you know, um, you know. Some some will throw graphics in there, but then it becomes more of a package, and the bio is a part of an overall package. But yeah, for the most part, not too many standouts. P, same question. How what what do you think? artists should be having in that content is it dependent upon the music they make is it dependent upon like uh where they're at in their career do you like it bare bones do you think that it should be descriptive storytelling what um i'm a different kind of person i'm very strategic so i will make however many versions of a product i think i need to appeal to everybody i Mm. need to get to Mm. Um, so like she stated, you know, you have your long, your short. Um, I'm the type of person that looks at all the different scenarios and I'll customize something to go to each one. Um, you know, and what I found with that approach is people on the other end receiving get it, you know, and quite often, you know, it's like, man, this really caught my attention. Well, that's probably because I've studied you for six months and see what you do write about, what you do tend to speak positive on and what you might speak negative on. So um, I, I would say really know who you're trying to reach. You know, all too often people think I'm trying to reach everybody. That okay. is uh, generally what every artist has yeah. told me. Well, before you reach everybody, you're going to reach a group of people first. And it's in your best interest if those first group of people 
become that heavy fan base and then they help you in spreading the word about what it is that you're doing. So visual, we're in a visual world now, so that's always great. Um, but if it's not quality, and that don't play with it. Okay, and that, I guess, quick, because you're leading into photography, which is the next question about this, but uh, paying to get your bio written if you're an artist, uh, what rate should you be looking for? Who should you be looking for to write it? Should you just try to write it yourself? What... You know, what, what? how do you even approach something like that? Either one of you. This woman over here has probably written over a thousand bios in her <laughs> lifetime. She said she's given up, though. She's oh, yeah. Tired. Yeah. But see, I wouldn't know <laughs> uh, what, what they charge because, you know, sis got me. Okay. So I ain't had to pay. No, okay. Right. But you know what? There are a lot of people out here who are just great writers. And if they apply themselves, they can do their own. You don't necessarily need a, a Rhodes Scholar to write your bio for you. Um, yeah. But if I am going to pay, because, what should I be looking for and rate? Who, you know, how, right. how do I approach? How do I know that they delivered a decent? Well, first of all, um, a quality biographer, a writer, is they're going to have other samples of bios that they've written. Okay. That you can, you can kind of read and kind of see their writing style, their flow you know, their creativity or lack thereof, it all depends, you know, something for a, a public speaker or, you know, whatever is going to be a little different than, you know, this um, goth artist. So can they really capture your characteristics through the right, you know, flow and feel and theme that you would need? So you can kind of I, that's what I would do. I, I often looked at similar artists or writers or producers that I needed bios for, you know, people that were in the same vein, look to see, you know, who did theirs, the ones that I really liked, that I gravitated to, that hit me the way I wanted to feel. And then a lot of times I would kind of reach out to the people that wrote theirs mm -hmm. um, through recommendation or whatever. But for the most part, a bio, there are some college students who are great writers that will you know, ask for like $50, right? But there, are, for for one of our uh, um, public, publicity agencies that we dealt with out of New York, a, a major one, they charge 300 mm -hmm. Um The average person around in the Detroit area that um, have, you know, are respectable writers will charge anywhere from 100 about 75 to $100, maybe 150 But... At the end of the day, I have seen some one hundred and fifty dollar bios that I ended up that came to me for me to. I, I they gave me some some lead on points that I just kind of had to totally re restructure. Mm. You know, some people got got. You know what I mean? So um, you do have to just kind of. I would always look for recommendations of people, but that's pretty much it. The going rate it can be as low as fifty and as upwards as three hundred dollars, depending on whether you're doing it with just an indie writer or a yeah. major publicity company. Now, as an artist, uh, I'm going to say this. I do think that they're important, even to this day, in me creating content through DetroitIsDifferent.net and DetroitIsDifferent.com, the podcast network, and a blog myself. Um, I'm going to say this. Sometimes I've, I've myself, and definitely I've even seen some of my content just get straight ripped and placed in mm -hmm. news publications. And I'm Google News rated through Detroit is different and everything. So 
it, you know, on a short news day and something's coming up, if you actually have that bio, they may take it word for word if you have it ready and available in a Word document. Yep. And if you have that, that's a great place to be. Because not only now do you have media, you have media that you crafted yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're able to control the narrative. Yep. yep. And I think that happens more often than a lot of people. Think hey, I have a handful of people that send me great stuff and I take it exactly like it is. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody might call me lazy, but I approve of what's saying, being said. I agree with what's being said. Boom. You know, they are, are they have a rollout campaign that they're trying mm-hmm. to get done. And I just look at it as I'm just continuing on with um, the plan that they laid out for themselves. But it happens at large news publications. Little did you know. So I would say, you know, if you're ready, as you say, then you'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, And now to photography. Photography is another big one. Um, Nowadays, everyone has the capability to take pictures in their, with their phone um, and having the right photos. What is that? Uh, what type of photos should an artist be looking for? Because times have changed even to this day. Like uh, the, the back in the day, and I never really liked those anyway, just the white backdrop photo. But it even serves a purpose to this day, certain people say. Um, what type of photography should you be looking for as an artist? Well, you definitely want your photos to tell your story. Um, and, and a lot of that goes into not only the quality of photography and the lighting that goes behind it all and the editing that goes behind it all. So, number one, you want to pick a photographer who has experience in all of that color correction, the whole nine. A lot of us are not just straight photo ready. Like you, uh, you don't want your foundation line ladies to be showing. uh, That's the most politically correct. (laughs) No. Yeah. You don't want your, your, your foundation line around under your neck showing. You need somebody who can soften those lines a little bit. Um, but you, everything down from, from, from who you are in it, how well you're able to bring yourself out in the photograph. Let's start there. Um, with choosing the right styling, the right, the right feeling, the right location, um, and those types of things. But when, um, when it comes to it all, the standard press um, media, like for major media, um, and I would think it's the same even with you, P, for the site, you want a really good high-quality photo that is a minimum, and the standard is 300 DPI. Um, and... Um, you, when it comes to that, most people will do a photo shoot and your goal, and you can, I mean, and we did this with a few artists. We took like a thousand pictures and it was so tight, so rough, even trying to pull out five quality mm-hmm. shots out of that 1,000. But for the most part, uh, you do want to have, you know, your goal should at least be to have five press ready shots ready to go. That okay. you could use. Now, with that, and it's like you're talking Mandarin Chinese to some people, 300 DPI is a form of... Uh, Resolution. Yes. So, digital pixels per inch. And that is... It very, keeps you from looking all grainy. Grainy and stretched. So, that's right. why, like, your favorite cell phone picture that you took at Cedar Point where the light was hitting you perfect, that's not 300 DPI. 
I know you had a brand new iPhone. It's amazing. You you downloaded this. Uh, you downloaded an app that helps your photos. It's still not ready. You need to f- shoot your photos in RAW, like with a professional based camera, uh, even if it's a DSLR uh, camera, which I have a couple of those. And I maybe sound like I'm shooting Mandarin, but this is why having a professional photographer take mm-hmm. your pictures is important because more can be done with the 300 DPI. If you don't have photos shot in RAW, you never know. Uh, your image may, uh, I was in Metro Times one time and I just happened to have my professional photos and they ran not only the image in my story but they also ran it in their preview online on their website and in metro times and i know the main reason they were able to do that was because it could be manipulated like that right right if you have a large enough photo it can end up on a billboard that's a great you know if you took the shot and that's important that's important it's important to have them um i dj red website and i'm a promoter I did over 40 shows last year. And a lot of times I, you know, effective promotion is promoting the actual brand and stuff. So I have different people on the events and I spend hours trying to find a photo of just them alone. Not with your homeboy, not with your dog, not with your your mom and dad in the background, you know, or, or not you in the bathroom with the towel hanging over the shower curtain. And, it could and, be thirst trapping and you stuff like know. that. Right, know. That right. Be the brand they- <laughs> but, but we have to continue to do these things. Like, I know so much of what we do is on social media, mm-hmm. but, you know, people need the tools so we can work with you in the social media world without working with you right there, like live. Well, there is a difference between lifestyle shots um, and then just your ordinary selfie that you do. And then, you know, professionally shot in studio or out of studio, you know, photography. One person that I, I can personally give my hats off to that maximized the use and figured it out on his own. Um, because of budget as an independent artist here, Young Rock. Rock taught himself how to shoot his own music videos and how to shoot photography. Um, He's always had a great eye. And he, through him, I mean, I've always known this, but even he's learned you can have the greatest equipment. It could be a million-dollar camera, but if you don't know how to use it and how to make that thing work, you might as well have a cheapo. It's more stuff to screw up. Exactly. When you got all that nice exactly. stuff. So there's a lot of great people out here, especially on the indie front, that just have a great eye naturally. You know, they're just getting started, but they they just got a great, again, great eye. They know how to work this, com- this um, computer, Lord, camera. this uh, camera. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people like that, even if you go to the film and photography classes and stuff that can give you high quality Photos. You don't necessarily always have to go and spend the $300 an hour for a professional. Um, but whatever you do, just make sure you do it in excellence. Because once you open up and say, I'm in this race, now you're competing with everybody um, for the same, that same attention. You know, you're competing with everybody who's in the race for the same attention of the people that, you know what, I'm, I'm trying to get it out. I'm just, 
on my tongue. To get that spot to the get spot. their music heard. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 only um, the attention span of people are, is really short. So if you're gonna do something, whether it's in sound or visual, just do it with excellence and make sure you're standing out. And that that kind of brings me to another question. I know P got a point, so you can you can play off that point. But I got another question along those lines from the other shoes as you expand on your the point you were about to make because you all also get submitted a lot of stuff. So how do those pictures play a role in how you perceive and receive the submissions to you, P? And then Sabrina, you've been the person submitting on behalf of a music label, sometimes better photos and sometimes not so good photos. So how is that received as well? So P? Man, I got lost. Uh, um, how... Meaning, like when people submit stuff to you, right? It is that photo in the shower with their mom and they. Dad. Oh no! I mean, how are you yeah, receiving that? No, nah, it's it. I don't take you seriously as an artist. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. What I will do is I'll look and be like, let me see if they got something else. You know, I'm thinking maybe they just don't know no better, and that's what they felt like trying to portray. But I have something I'm trying to portray as well. And you with all kinds of junk in the room ain't something that I want to put in my sight unless your name is Pigpen. You know, then I understand it. But I'll go down and I'll start looking for something that I think will go over better with my my users, okay. um, my base. But I wanted to say something on what you said earlier about the uh, the white background. Yeah, okay. Um. I think that's still valuable. I still have my clients do it uh, for the simple fact you do a whole session in a, in a white background. That gives your graphic designers and your graphic yep. team a whole lot of stuff to manipulate. Mm-hmm. So from that one shoot of just somebody just snapping 50 pics with you doing everything on that white background it gives us 50 more different marketing messages to be able to put out there with just that one shoot. So we maximize that one shoot by being able to create so many different kinds of images um, from what you did. So that's one reason why I still think is valuable. Um, but I do require, you know, wardrobe changes within that and then maybe some kind of prop or something like that but yeah that's things that make sense to help tell the story yeah i other question from like that it was like a two-part question i had when you have promoted music on behalf of artists if those visuals are not as uh on point if you if you know that this really is not a good visual i don't use it Mm. first impression is a is a lasting impression um, at that point, I'm letting the bio and the music speak for itself. And then I'll circle back with some visuals. Okay. Um, that's the one thing I don't like doing is just putting out something that's just like, eh. because okay. there are people who will see that and just be done. You know, like, okay. Oh, mm. or they'll formulate this opinion. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. And real you don't, don't want to just, because some people be like, well, forget it. Just, you know, build as you go. That's true in certain instances, but depending on who you're... That doesn't work when you get to certain levels. Yeah. And you've dealt with a lot of radio people. So people in radio and people in well, the people music Well, people in business, media overall. Media. 
That's what I was going to say. Yeah. People in media overall. You've heard, you've heard these discussions, I'm guessing. Yes. And I've been a part. I've been on the opposite side of the table, too, where people were pitching to me, depending on what role I was playing. And, you know, I'm generally the one who can kind of see, depending on the person, you know, Mm -hmm. but I can kind of see beyond. But it also was not without me trying to convince the rest of the people on the committee to give this. Don't make your just just listen. I've seen this person perform live. Just trust me. There's more. My my picture with the Snapchat bunny ears. No, (laughs) no. Or just something. I've seen people submit photos to be republished for promotions or or just even for um, promotional posters for mm-hmm. music festivals or concerts that are blurry, you know, out of focus, you know, um, stuff like that. You don't want to use those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give a couple things right here before we get into overtime and then you all give your, your data. Like, so right quick, you all definitely gave some great information in the toolkit. We're going to keep this toolkit going. Uh Taking photos myself, and I've gotten better with video and photography. She said a thousand to get five. Try to take five thousand because if you have to take five thousand shots just to get, it's worth it to get that one picture. Especially when you go through all you have to go through to set up the lighting, to get the background, have your wardrobe right, yeah, uh, have makeup if you have makeup, uh, and don't be afraid of makeup even if you're a man. It helps with the lighting and the experience. If that one image, because I do think that one image can take you far. It's worth it to take a, as many photos as possible. And I say try the background, try outside. As she was saying life t- lifestyle shots. Be creative. And yeah. even those professional photos, as Sabrina has a professional photo on her Facebook. It stands out even when you have a professional photo on your Facebook. More so than another photo where people start looking at you. <coughs> and my business card photo, as everybody always says. And they per- perceive you more as a professional. Yeah. Not taken away from, you know, the cookout picture, but right. you have a professional photo on any website. I think it's, it's a representation of you. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, the one thing that I always instill in people that I work with, whether you're out at the mall, um, out running errands, traveling or doing something that is, you know, on the clock, always look the part because you mm. just never know. You know what I mean? There's times where, yeah, you just want to throw your hoodie on and your Uggs and just keep it moving, of course. But for the most part, practice, be that person. You know what I mean? Bring it out. You just never know who you're going to run into. That is another show for another toolkit as we're in one-on-one as the artist. I don't know. But I do want to explore that. I do want to explore that because I guess you're right. That part of the presentation is always... The dress, and I'm, you know, Uncle but there's a way to dress times, down, yeah. yeah, and still look the part, right. right? Yeah, it is. There is a way to dress down and look the part. The one thing I can say, especially working with Danon throughout the years, no matter where we go, even when he dresses down, you know, he's somebody, mm-hmm. he just exudes it. Mm-hmm. He's just got a really dope personal style mm-hmm. that. Um, whether he's just waking up and walking out to go do something or if he's really going to go to work, he has a great personal style and he wears it well. But again, he's had many years to hone that and it's just a natural extension. It's not him trying to 
be something other than he is. It's just who he is as a person who exudes that artistry. Man, I wish I could get out of my hoodies. Me too. I still, I always <laughs> I, look like I, a dang college student. I can't. Student. I cannot. But there's a way to own it, Pete. Hoodies, man. There's a way to and own it. And your you know style. what it is? You know, and I don't have one on today, but my hat game. My hat game is crazy. Exactly. My hat game is crazy. So yep. I throw on a, a hoodie and I have on a Dobbs hat. You're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Mm. But again, it's your style. There are people who rock like goth attire, holy jeans, and just. Just, uh, but they can make the chaos look like something. Mm-hmm. So that's just—it's just something that I, I love to see people be able to bring out and own. Okay, all right. So um, I guess in that in that same realm in the OT, we might as well go into what type of pricing should they be looking at, and then even before we go into pricing, let me say this too: the people that write your bio, the people that do your photography. Um, I like to all, as I've grown in this game, I look at every opportunity I spend money as a new network to develop, especially Mm -hmm. if you're working with like a a person that's serious in that world, because you may not necessarily be able to, um, you may not necessarily be able to get into the same mutual fund or business engagement that Jay-Z is into, but you may be surprised to find out the rates of that last photographer that did Jay-Z shot. Now, it may it may cost you a couple G's, but that's access to somebody that's in that world, in that realm. Right. And now that you're in that world, in that realm, you introduced and now you're doing business to this person. It's a way to network up. Using money as leverage to network up has presented a lot of opportunities my way. I generally... Pre- present this idea to a lot of the young guys and women I know when they travel out of town and they're going to a city like LA or New York. And nowadays I say Atlanta, because you may be able to get into that studio that your favorite rappers record at Mm -hmm. and working with those engineers. And now you're building like more of an intimate relationship with somebody in that industry. It's going to create something big. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I can't uncle P is, you know, uh, in, in Sabrina, it's like, I trust, uh, I have a different relationship with them. So if Sabrina writes your bio and then she sends your song over, I'm going to listen to it with a, a new expectation. Right. Then if you just send me your information directly. Right. So always consider that a uh, opportunity to network up. And, bef- and on that same point, how much money should you be looking to spend on a photo shoot? A. And B, how often should you be doing a photo shoot because you gain weight, you uh, change your look or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You were wearing that jersey and that player not even on the team no more. How often should you be doing a photo shoot and how much should you be looking to spend? I have my artists normally um, do a photo shoot probably at least every three months. Wow. Um, That's deep. Quarterly. Um, but a lot of that is usually because I've planned for a year out. Mm-hmm. So we know that we have this release coming. So I need a poster. I need a flyer. I need cover art. So we'll probably take that photo shoot and find different pictures to give different messages about the same thing. I like it. I like it. And in today's visual era, I haven't even thought about that as an artist. Quarterly is probably a very. 
it it way to be thinking. It gives you the tools to constantly put stuff into the atmosphere without clogging down people with the same image, the same exact message. You know, it gives the illusion that man, it's a whole lot going on over here. I've been seeing all these. Let me see what it's about. Let me see what's popping over here. Cost. How much should the artist be thinking about spending? Um, uh, sad. The lowest I've ever, for one of the indie acts with a decent photographer who did good work, mm-hmm. was like $500 for a shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I would say on average, it can go probably... I would say between five and fifteen hundred dollars, depending on who you're shooting with. You know what I mean? Um, Sometimes it could be more. Again, depending on who you're shooting with. Some people, uh, when you talk about like those those heavy hitters, you know, those are the higher end folks. But for the most part, you can get a pretty decent photo shoot for five to eight hundred dollars and get everything that you need for the moment. Your headshots, your, you know, lifestyle shots, in-studio shots, you know, that kind of stuff. You can get a really nice bit for that amount. I'll say this. Run from anybody that's going to charge you anything less than 300 Yes. If they charging you less than that, they, they probably, they, it's a hustle for them. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a hustle. You know, and and maybe you're the person that takes this person from a hustle to a legitimate photographer in the game because you guys grew together. Right. But, you know, them guys, oh, I do your shoot for $100. That's when you're not getting that 300 DPI, <laughs> you know. Or you got to chase them for your pictures. Yeah. It's the, there's a lot that comes with that. Yeah. Now, me, on the strength of my relationship, I've actually gotten some really great photos um, for like $200 mm-hmm. for my needs, right? And it was somebody who just wanted to work with me right. and was like, let me do this on the strength. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut you a good rate. Just keep me in mind. Those kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, someone yeah, that's starting really, at five. yeah, advertising. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. And I would say the same thing that you said about the writing too. Like, it's a lot of people in these schools uh, that you can connect with. Uh, Henry Ford Community College or Henry Ford College right now has a good photography program. Uh, CCS. Center for Creative Studies has a great photography program. And these people have access to lighting. It's going to take longer. It's kind of like going and getting your hair cut at the barber college. So it's not going to be the same experience, but you'll hit that learning curve and that stride and grow with that photographer, too. And yeah, you definitely would rather go to somebody that's not going to hustle you. Uh, I definitely know a lot of the, the female artists probably get all types of thirsty dudes with cameras. Oh, right? man, I'd shoot you for free <laughs> and never get your pictures. <laughs> right, exactly. Until you put out. <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah. So uh, so just be cognizant of that. And then also, yeah, be willing to pay. I like that concept of every three months. Um, it'll keep your imagery new. And every time I do put up, you know, new pictures is is old pictures, you know, like anything. Those things can get outdated. Yeah. You don't look the same. Yeah. 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 And I mean it's 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 needed. You know, social media, you you just gotta keep hitting them with with different images, you know. 
if you can say the same thing a different way, that's great. All right. So with that being said, how do people get in contact with you, Sabrina? Uh, online, Earth Tones ENT on Instagram. And uh, my contact information is there. I'm updating. Updating. P, how people get to you? Facebook. I spit a no- lot of knowledge there on the daily. Um, Uncle P313 on the book. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Detroit Rap. And you can find us at the home for hip hop in Michigan, DetroitRap.com. Perfect, perfect, perfect. DetroitIsDifferent.com. DetroitIsDifferent.net. DetroitIsDifferent.com. DetroitIsDifferent.net. Fuck what you heard. It's going to continue the discussion on a lot of different things. Thanks for the Artist Toolkit. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. Spotify. iTunes. Google Play. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.